You're listening to the True Blue Podcast, sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Real stories told by real police officers working in Victoria and Esquimalt. What are the streets of Victoria and Esquimalt really like? The True Blue Podcast will give you some personal insights into what happens when wearing a police uniform. Welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. My name is Matt Waterman. And uh, tonight in the room, we got Sidekick Steve. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Matt. And uh, Todd's on the soundboard. Hello, everybody. And our guest tonight, the second uh, individuals uh, from Class 167. Uh, brand new recruits, not even been to the Justice Institute yet. Welcome, Steve Austin. Hey, how's it going? Constable Steve Austin. And uh, so Steve is, he's our only guest tonight. Um, last episode, we had two guests uh, from that class. Uh, there's seven people uh, headed over to the Justice Institute uh, very soon, and they'll be in training for the next few months. So welcome, Steve. We're going to hit you with the, Steve is a, is a listener to the podcast, so he kind of understand what goes on, but of course, we changed up the rapid fire tonight for him. Uh, okay. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I, there's no way of preparing for this. Okay, name uh, your favorite Australian rules football guy. Oh, I don't know. That's not my thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, swimming, cycling, or running? Uh, cycling. Favorite place to travel? Um, Nepal. Favorite meal to cook? Spaghetti. It's easy. I, yeah. It seems to be a hit in the family. Do you have a favorite golfer? No. If if you got more questions about sports, you could just rule it right <laughs> off right now. <laughs> okay. What kind of toothpaste do you use? Um, I the cheapest toothpaste that I find. Whatever's on sale. Okay. Uh, that's what I go that's for. That's a good answer. Um, so uh, all of my sports uh, connections didn't really work tonight, but uh, thanks for coming out, Steve. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we often. Um, Kind of, kind of talk about Canadiana stuff, and uh, if you notice tonight, I, I threw in a little jab of Australian rules football. Uh, our friend Steve is is from there, so I, but of course he only well he'll tell more of that story. But the other thing, Steve, I wanted to talk to you about was uh, I was at your swearing in, um, where the chief constable does the swearing in of all the new recruits, and uh, Steve threw one uh, right across the bow of the chief and uh, had a coin prepared, challenged the chief with a coin, flopped it right out in front of him right after being sworn in. And uh, the chief's response was pretty good. I got to give him credit for that. He goes, oh, I wonder if the other uh, classmates have a gift for the chief. <laughs> the ball's on this kid. I like yeah. it already. <laughs> That's good. So, Steve, what was the coin you threw over to the chief? Uh, yeah, it was a Queensland Police Service coin. Um, I worked the last few years in the Queensland Police as a civilian in uh, intelligence. Yeah. Uh, so had a couple coins going. I, I made sure as soon as I started the applications with police, I was going to give that one to uh, whoever hired me. Awesome. So, awesome. Okay. So that's cool. kind of a cool story. And uh, <laughs> I don't think everyone anyone has ever given a coin to the chief uh, they're swearing in. So that's a first. Well done. Uh, it shows that you got a, a little bit of, uh, you know, pizzazz in you. So good job. <laughs> hey, um, uh, let's, let's go back and, and w so you grew up, you said you grew uh, up in Nanaimo, yeah, but you were Nanaimo. born, you were born in uh, Australia. Yeah, that's correct. Tell us about. We won't how, roll growing up in Nanaimo against yeah, you. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> how did all that happen? Um, yeah, so 
Uh, my mom's Australian, dad's Canadian, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, ended up moving down to Australia, and I was born down there in uh, Melbourne. Okay. And when I was two years old, my uh, parents decided it was time to make the move back, back to Canada, and uh, my dad uh, was looking to start up his practice as a chiropractor, just finished schooling. Uh, so we ended up in Nanaimo, and I grew up there, went to school and went to Dover right Bay yep. up there. And, uh, just after finishing high school, um, that was my time to leave, uh, leave Canada, go travel around the world again, end up back in Australia. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's the start of my life. Wow. There. That's so traveling around the world. I mean, did, was that kind of a goal after you finished high school or were you going to school or working or, um, well, my, like my parents met, uh, in England okay. and it's kind of like a family tradition of, okay, right. when you, when you graduate, it's time to leave and go explore the world. Right. Um, and my first destination, it was in my rapid fire questions. The first destination was Nepal. Uh, I spent, uh, four months, wow. four months in Nepal, yeah. uh, as an 18 year old, yeah. uh, trying to figure out. <laughs> trying to explore the world. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. Be, pretend to be an adult. Right. Yeah. Well, good for you. So what, what, kind of things did you do? Did you, uh, I mean, there's mountains there. Did you go mountain climbing or what, what was the goal when you were there? Um, I was volunteering. I was uh, teaching first aid. Okay. Uh, so all through my, like through my high school period, I was volunteer ski patroller up at Mount Washington. And uh, that's a bit of a family tradition as well. Uh, so I decided to use some of that experience I had from that and try to go teach first aid. I ended up teaching it in high schools in Kathmandu. Oh, yeah. I spent uh, a fair amount of my time there as well, doing hiking, got up to Everest uh, base camp. Yeah. And, what's, uh, the, what's the elevation there at the base camp? High. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like, <laughs> it's like the same height as uh, Mount Logan, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it was not a enjoyable experience it was right. you know rewarding but yeah yeah not fun yeah yeah pretty cool though yeah you can say you were there you did i it. guess yeah, yeah sure yeah. saw the mountain look at there <laughs> took a picture yeah yeah back before selfies were a thing so how yeah. long do you how long you spend time in nepal and for it was four months and yeah. then made my way down to australia uh connect with all my aunts and uncles and cousins uh they um there's based a bit in Melbourne and then went out to visit uh, family farms out yeah. in Western Australia okay. and uh, get to experience. So what, what kind of, when life. you say farms, what, what are they farming? Uh, cattle, um, wheat, yeah. barley, huh. oats, canola. Yeah. They have thousands of acres out there. Right. So there's a couple different families yeah. and just spent time traveling around and again, trying to learn how to be an adult. Yeah. Um, that lasted about six months in Australia, and then I decided that, okay, uh, I had this uh, uh, long-distance relationship still lingering back in Canada, and it was time to go back and see where that was going to take see me. If, see if that still exists? Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. It lasted for uh, nearly a year, okay. and uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, made it back to, she was living in Calgary, Okay, uh, my wife Amanda. Oh, and, so, uh, Yeah. You yeah. Got married to oh, her. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah skip the gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I ended up back there and um, two years in Calgary. Uh, we ended up getting married. We were only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So against 
both of our parents' wishes. <laughs> and well, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, you've already traveled the world on your own as a teenager. You can probably get yourself married. Yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're still married, so I guess it worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah shortly after that, uh, we um, kind of uh, made the impromptu move to China. I spent a couple of years uh, living in China, teaching English. And that was it was there that I made the decision that I wanted to start down the path of pursuing that career in policing. Okay. Why there? Like, was there some specific thing? Or um, I started reading the news. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It came yeah. out of like, okay, you know, world is all, you know, nice. Everything's friendly. Everyone takes care of each other. And then re- read the news and wow, actually, there's a lot of uh, issues going on back in Canada. Um, and I wanted to be a part of the solution, I guess. Right. So when when were you in China? About what years? That would have been starting. End of 2011 to beginning of 2014. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what part of China? Uh, the city was called Hangzhou, okay. which was um, two hours with, from, with bullet train outside of Shanghai. Okay. Out on the East Coast wow. there. Yeah. Different different culture there for sure, right? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. different. It's uh, I, I really grew an appreciation for that culture, but uh, it's like living on a different planet. Yeah. Very much so. Um, and it took a long time to figure out how to live and operate in, like, not just travel, not just be a tourist, but to actually live there. Yes. And that took a while. Yeah. And uh, I know I know a few friends and one who still lives there. So as a Canadian, you're often, the eyes always seem to be on you. Oh, yeah. Interesting I was, that way. Yeah, yeah. And I, coming from Calgary, I was like, I'm going to bring this cowboy hat. And uh, walking around with some Stetson, or the goatee, <laughs> walking around China. I, was, I had Chinese people stopping and uh, yeah. wanting to take pictures with me, giving me like their babies to hold for photos. I thought, this is, <laughs> this is a. Yeah, they're like, just reporting in for the uh, Chinese government. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty interesting, eh? Um, well, good for you. That's that's quite the life experience for sure. Um, so what, what prompted you to come back to Canada at that point? No, no, that was, uh, so oh, it was when more. I was, in, yeah, more. Oh yeah, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when I was there in China, I made the decision, yeah, I want to go to university and study criminology. Uh, the decision was, oh, do I go back to Canada or, uh, back to Australia? Um, as a dual citizen with Australia, it's, there's a lot of financial incentives that make okay. it really yeah. easy yeah. to to study uh, to study there. Good for you. Uh, so we decided to make the move to Brisbane, yeah, uh, in Queensland. Yeah, I did my bachelor's criminology, uh, got into hmm. the army reserves uh, while I was there as well. Right, because you're a citizen, you're it's yeah, easy, yeah, and and my my. Yeah. My grandparents on uh, my mom's side, they were both in the Australian Army in World War II, and oh, they wow. both died before I was born. So yeah. it was kind of a good, it was a good way for me to connect with that those family roots and really start to experience. Okay, I've always said I'm Australian, but I don't sound Australian. Right. Uh, and, well, uh, you, you could you could uh, ham it up a bit. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was just a great way for me to, to connect with that. That side of my uh, heritage. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 
Okay, so how long do you spend down yeah, there? Yeah, seven years. Wow. Yeah, we were down there okay. for seven years. So I, I finished my bachelor's and then went straight into working with the Queensland Police. Yeah. Um, and it, so we we got to dive into that a bit more. So what were the details? I mean, uh, it sounds pretty interesting, right? The Intel yeah side of things. Sure. Yeah. 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 Anyone in Intel knows that we just pretend that it's really exciting and sexy, but it's, uh, yeah, just to keep up the guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, I worked my whole time in the child abuse and sex crimes unit, okay. uh, doing, uh, Intel for the a specialist task force called task force Argos, um, which people that work in that industry probably would know the name. Uh, we, they do a lot of investigations and work with police agencies around around the world. Hmm. Uh, they do a, a annual conference there, which hasn't happened the last couple of years because of COVID. But well, I uh, can tell you right now, all the uh, people who work in our special victims unit are probably thinking, "Hey, we can go to Australia on a conference." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we had, we had a lot of Canadians there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, right yeah. on. Well, yeah, a lot of Canadians came down, and <laughs> we're going to work this. Yeah, yeah. Jan's ears just yeah, Jan. Jan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a, get a challenge coin from uh, Queensland Police. Yeah, there. so uh, how did that work? Like, you, how do you get a coin down there? Uh, you just got to know a guy that knows okay. a guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's that's the whole story uh, wrapped into, that's quite the story, really, of, of going down there, spending time, I mean, serving your country, which, you know, obviously as a dual citizen, you're able to do that. And yeah, I'm still doing it. I'm still part mm-hmm. of the, the Australian Army Reserves, and they... Uh, they seconded me to a Canadian uh, reserve unit, so oh. uh, I haven't that's, left. That's, I haven't, I haven't cut cool. that yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with and uh, the field here in uh, Oh, the in fifth field battery. Yeah, okay, yeah. so they, they. That's what I was wondering if it was an actual Army Air or Navy type service, right? So, yeah. cool. So the mm-hmm. fifth fifth field. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm technically attached to one five six battery up in Nanaimo. As their two IC of the battery up there. Um, Are you a captain or what rank? uh, Lieutenant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, but now that I've made the move down uh, down here to Victoria, I'll probably end up showing up at Bay Street a bit more. Yeah. And uh, what uniform would you wear? Australian, of course. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's great because it kind of makes me a bit of a a bit of an untouchable because I have a bit of rank. They don't, yeah. you know, if I screw up, they don't really know how to charge me with a, yeah. an offense because I'm I'm not in their army. So yeah. I get to kind of speak my mind a bit. You're, you're a guest. Yeah. <laughs> you're a guest, but you're not. Yeah, I'm a guest with authority. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's even more unique. That's a pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I have to ask, um, you mentioned it earlier, but I think you're the only classmate of 167 to actually be married with children. Yeah, yeah, I am so the only one. So you're going to go over there to the police academy with uh, a whole bunch more responsibility at home, which is a bit different than than most of your classmates. But uh, it sounds like you're ready for, for this this little endeavor. Yeah, I mean, that's part of like the reason why we moved back to Canada. I, if I didn't mention already, I have a one and a half and a three year old. Yeah. And once they came around, we realized that it's a bit hard to raise kids without uh, your family nearby. And my parents still live here on the island. So that sure. prompted our mood to be back, be closer to them, have some free babysitting. Yeah. Um, so when I'm over in the GI, hopefully I'll, uh, hopefully my parents are going to come down, help yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my wife definitely would like that. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a bit more COVID restrictions probably, but yeah, yeah. In this case, you're gonna uh, you're gonna have that support anyway, which is important because you know I think back to my academy days it was a long time ago, but certainly there was some of our classmates who had kids, and it's a can be a bit of a challenge for sure. You know, nothing worse than oh my god, my kid fell down and broke his leg or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. They're, they're, they're still quite young, so their their bonds are malleable. They'll, they, <laughs> they can handle a bit. <laughs> They'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, so pretty good uh, background for you. That's interesting about. So, how much time did you spend up at like Mount Washington, or was that your ski hill that you learned on? Or yeah, Mount Washington. Yeah. Um, you talking about that, like growing up here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mount Washington was definitely the, the ski of choice. Uh, yeah. The last year of me doing patrolling was at Mount Kane. Uh, have any of you guys been up there? Yeah, I always get head shakes from people in Victoria. Huh. And no one would do it. Where is it's, it? It's a couple hours north of uh, of Mount Washington. Okay. more hours. You drive yeah. up past Campbell River okay. up to um, uh, Wass. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Hanging left at Wass? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. There's You have like 50 people skiing there. Uh, it's only open on a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, one one way traffic for the first half of the day going up, and then yeah. one way traffic second half going down. Uh, mm. It's a pretty cool place to go. Great, yeah. especially if you like getting some backcountry skiing in, because yeah. you just get this pommel lift that tows you up, and then off you go, find your own way down. That sounds that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, the army uh, military experience, I guess that's something r- relatable to policing. But did you have any other family or friends that were police officers? Or um, no, I like my my dad had friends himself yeah. growing up that yeah. were police, and uh, one of my best friends, his dad was in the RCMP. Okay, um, and when I was in China, I messaged him uh, on Facebook asking, "Hey, what's your advice? I'm thinking of becoming a police officer." and uh, his main tip was, uh, don't join the RCMP. Uh, <laughs> which someone that had his old career in RCMP, uh, I yeah. thought, okay, well, <laughs> that's uh, that's saying something. Right. And, he didn't say, do you be a firefighter? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you had some influence, I guess, from a from a family friend, and yeah, yeah, and, and he said any advice, I guess, is exactly. helpful, right? So, and he he pointed me towards um, eight years ago. That was go look right. down Saanich or Vic PD. Yeah. Uh, so it was neat to see eight years later. My my reply to that was got into Vic PD. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a cool story. Um. Are you looking forward to uh, your Justice Institute uh, training? I mean, you've only been here a couple of days, but... Uh, uh, I think I'm more nervous than, than anything, but every, everyone has t- is, has told me not to be nervous. They say it's way more chill than than the pamphlets that they hand out make it seem. Right. Well, yeah, but I'd say keep a little nervousness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll help me be yeah. a bit of like the gray man in the background if I... Yeah maintain that sense of nervousness a little bit. So you're, you're kind of a unique recruit in the sense that you, you have some insight into what goes on in the policing agency. Do you, do you actually have any goals like Intel, you know, uh, um, I, as far as working choices and stuff, like when I was working at Intel, um, the biggest thing, like biggest thing for me is that I didn't want to be that person in the background anymore. 
mm-hmm. I really wanted to be out there on the road, yeah. um, getting all the bus. And uh, as far as like my where I'm wanting to go with a career, uh, I'm pretty happy just to stay in patrol for a while. And, and I've, so I think everyone on this podcast seems to say the same thing. Right. Everyone, everyone <laughs> wants to yeah, so you have get some, some time with the patrol. And, uh, well, yeah. it's funny, though, because I, I, my experience is I've actually heard from people who say, oh, definitely want to be a forensic ident person, right? But they may have a science background or something that, that pushes them that way, mm. which is nothing wrong with that. But, it, you know, you just never know what recruits are already, always thinking. I know when I joined the job, I didn't have a clue. I just wanted, I, I just, hey, I'm going to do this job. I'm going to have fun doing it. And uh, it's not a bad attitude to have, I guess. Yeah, I guess like when I think about what I'm looking for in, in policing, it's it's not so much which which areas or divisions I'm looking to go towards. I'm just looking forward to being competent as as a police officer, being competent in knowing when I arrest somebody that I know that I've done it right and that I'm doing the job correctly. Because if you don't, the police act uh, will straighten you out and uh, say you did this wrong. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I feel like at that stage, then I'll feel like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm actually a police officer. I know what to do here. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, and I think you've already kind of explained it you do have a bit of insight as to what what goes on and you've seen when when the action hits the rubber right and your things are happening so that yeah. that's that's cool yeah all right so uh anything else uh from your perspective on on you know those first little bits of going to training um no i think i've i've been so overwhelmed with preparing for this yeah. uh, uh, at such short notice I, yeah. I really haven't had an opportunity to really dive into, okay, well, this is what I'm going to be doing and this is what I can be excited for. What I've heard is that block one is just all the fun stuff and block three is all the boring stuff. But Who's your roommate? I, I don't have one. Oh, you're no, solo I've been, solo. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, you're the, you're the, party the family. House. You're the family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah. the party house with with five guys and then there's yeah, well, myself. I was a on family guy over there in the party house, so. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> well, good time. I'm, I'm looking Thanks, Kyle Roy and Greg Hironowich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to being on, on my own, to be honest, because that just gives me the opportunity to uh, finish classes and go home and and get studying without being distracted. And they're only like they're only a five minute drive. The party has, so if I really want to, I get head over there. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I think he's predicting he'll be top of the class. I suggest you don't. Drive to the party house, walk to the party house, and then walk home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's actually sound advice. <laughs> I'll probably take you up on that one. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, you're, you know, as as uh, I'll call you, uh, a pretty worldly uh, recruit. Do you have any advice for other people that might be thinking about getting this job, especially people who've actually done a career somewhere, started a career somewhere? Um, what's what's your advice from? from the standpoint of, you know, ways to do it or, or things that might help you or. Um, I don't think there's any, any one way, like if, especially people that have been listened to the podcast and listened to a lot of the, the previous podcasts were in the, in the backgrounds. Some people came from having a career in patrolling and, uh, ski patrolling or working, um, in forestry and it's, there, yeah, there's no one way. So, just put your head down and yeah. and 
don't be in such a rush, uh, in, in my opinion, to get in policing. Like, just enjoy. And because once you're once you're a police officer, then you're, okay, that that's it. Now now you're a police officer. Right. Uh, that's that's going to be all your experience. So might as well just enjoy doing other things. Yeah, yeah. Good good point. There's uh, there's a lot of recruits. That's what I like about our recruit process is we we end up with a whole diverse group of people who come from completely different backgrounds who who uh, some of them are are uh, you know ha- had a whole career in other vocations and then they realize hey you know what I think I want to change and and that didn't happen years ago but it's nice to see it happening now right where people can come to policing with a whole different set of values and understanding of the world. And I, I think it's, it makes us a stronger group altogether. Yeah. Just, just try not to do dumb stuff in the process. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the less stuff that you have to talk yeah. about in your polygraph, the, the better, I reckon. Yeah. The polygraph is a challenge. So anybody who's, uh, doesn't know what a polygraph is, you should probably look that up on the internet and realize that if you're lying to yourself, you're lying to yourself and you won't get hired. So uh, just be careful with that. So, hey, uh, I, I want to thank Steve for coming on the podcast tonight. As as you can hear, everyone, this this is a, another unique type of recruit that we have with a bunch of different experience in his life. And uh, we wish him and his classmates of 167 all the luck over at the JI. And uh, we were talking earlier with Steve about the potential of this Maybe after he graduates, we're, we're going to interview his wife and see what she thinks of this whole process. But uh, uh, if she's going to listen to this, she'll know that the, the call is out there. So well, She's uh, a listener. Cool. So I think she, she's she been listening to this more than I have. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I kind of avoided it a little bit until I was for sure knew that I was in because I didn't want to yeah. get my myself all excited for yeah. joining Vic BD, but she was all over it. So. Cool. Well, I like her even more now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's there's the there's the call to action. Is maybe we talk to you guys again uh, next year or something. So yeah. Okay. So well, welcome to the union, and uh, here's your Victoria City Police Union podcast coin. Uh, there's not too many of these, and uh, of course, if you throw that down in the in a challenge, uh, well, I know I'm always going to have mine on me. So. Be careful with that one. But, so. but does the chief have one of these? Uh, no, the chief yeah. does not. She's not in the union. <laughs> no. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And uh, good night. We'll see you at the next True Blue podcast. Thank you for listening to the True Blue podcast. Join us next time for more stories about policing in Victoria and Esquimalt. The True Blue podcast is sponsored by the Victoria City Police Union. Thanks to our media partners, H2 Accelerator, who have helped design and deliver our new improved marketing strategies. Thank you to our master of music, Gord McKee. Special thanks to the creators of the True Blue podcast, host Matt Waterman, sound and editing, Todd Mason, concept design, Daryl Baswick, and sidekick Steve for the production and sound studio. Thank you for listening to the True Blue podcast, 